Hey Aggies, what's up? This is your host JC Caldwell with Between the Lines. We got a lot to talk about this week, um, but we'll of course as always start with sports. So gymnastics had a meet against Arizona, Oklahoma, and Stanford. And they pulled out a big W on Saturday with a score of 196.350. Gymnastics really is killing it. I am so excited. I still need to make it to a meet, but they're doing really good. So that's really exciting. Um, Men's tennis also had a game on Sunday. I actually don't know how that turned out, but I didn't even really think about tennis like as one of the sports to be marking down and be watching for. So that's kind of cool if you enjoy tennis. Um, Women's basketball played against Wyoming on Saturday, and they won 76-66. to Way to go, women's basketball. I know that they've had kind of a rougher season, so congrats to them for the win. Um, Next up, we have men's basketball, and they played against Boise State on Friday, and unfortunately, they lost 59-62. to But, like, keeping track of these scores and kind of paying attention to the games, like, these scores are always so close with men's basketball. Like, it's always super close in scores. So I'm sure that they're really good games. So make sure you go out and go to the Spectrum and watch those games. And last but definitely not least, we have Hockey, who played against BYU on Saturday and won 3-1. to It's always a great day when we beat BYU. I think that we can all agree on that. And I actually have been to a hockey game before, and they are so fun to watch. Like, I don't know a ton about the, like, detailed rules of hockey, but, I mean, you just want them to fight, right? <laughs> like, so it's like, fight, fight. And they do, and they'll shove, and it's aggressive, and I love that. Because I, I know that when I was an athlete, I was definitely super aggressive. So it's fun to watch that and just kind of, like, see it. And, I mean, USU's hockey team is, like, really good. So, I mean, obviously, we beat BYU. So, I'm not that that's hard to do or anything. <laughs> but they're fun, so make sure you go out and watch one of the hockey games as well. Um, and then moving into events, this week it is Arts Week. Really cool, really fun. They have a lot of stuff going on. Um, yesterday there was a LinkedIn workshop, which I think is so cool. Like so, like that is valuable information to learn LinkedIn and networking. And I mean that's super important going forward, even now and going forward, like into your career. And Drew Thorngren taught that workshop, and I really wish I could have gone because Drew is, like, the coolest guy. He is the business senator, um, and he knows a lot about LinkedIn. It's so funny. Like, I've gone to some retreats and stuff with him, and he's always talking about, like, everyone he meets. He's like, let's be friends on LinkedIn. Like, is constantly networking all the time, and he's so friendly. He's the coolest guy. So he was, like, the perfect one to do that workshop. So... If you didn't go to that, I'm sure that you missed out. Um, But today they have Battle of the Bands, which sounds so cool. I actually remember doing a Battle of the Bands competition in, I think it was like fourth, fourth grade. And no, 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 sixth grade. It was sixth grade. And we had to like make our own instruments like by hand, like out of cardboard or like out of like fruit cans or something like that. And it had to be like 
homemade and you had this band and I remember I did it with like my best friends and we did Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars and we ended up winning. So I have like great memories when I think of Battle of the Bands. But if you want to see a real Battle of the Bands and not a sixth grader singing, make sure you go to that tonight. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. in the TSC Ballroom. Um, also today there's a budgeting workshop which is always important. I mean, it's always valuable to know how to budget and save money. And that's also going to be at the TSC from 5 p.m. to 6.30. So, I mean, you go to the budgeting workshop 5 to 6.30 and then go into the ballroom for Battle of the Bands at 7. So kind of a fun list of things to do. And then on Thursday, they're doing an art sale in the TSC lounge from 4 to 6 p.m. I think this is cool because they're selling, it's not just like, random art it's like students art like students registered to sell their art and so it's like a cool chance for like these art majors and people who are super talented to be able to like show it off and like see the rewards like firsthand of like their peers buying their own artwork which I think is cool and I love the idea and then also on Thursday they're having a masquerade ball like how cold does that sound like makes me think of Cinderella But anyway, so that's going to be at the TSC Ballroom on Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And they're giving away, like, free masks for the first 75 people. And it's, like, masquerade, so it's, like, the mask is over your eyes, not over your mouth. But anyway, that is, like, a really cool thing. I just love that idea. So Arts Week is going to be super fun this week. So make sure you're being aware of everything going on. All right, and now, of course, moving on to our Statesman section. Okay, so this week I do not have a guest, and that's mainly just because um, there were some other cool things that happened this week that I just wanted to highlight. One being one of my writers, Michael Popa, had the really cool opportunity to have an interview with Nick um, Vujicic. I think that's how you pronounce it, Vujicic. V-U-J-I-C-I-C, Vujicic. I'm just going to say that. Um And he is the guy, for those of you who don't know, um, he doesn't have any arms or any legs. So he was, like, born without those limbs. And I actually remember him. He, like, speaks at a lot of places. And I remember in high school, he came and spoke, like, twice within the three years I was there. Just about, like, how amazing, like, how does he do things on a day-to-day basis without arms or legs and the trial that he went through, like, as a child. And so one of my writers had the cool chance to do a Zoom interview with him. And so there was an article about that in the Statesman this week. And so I really wanted to highlight that and just kind of, like, share a clip from that interview because I think that it's really important and really cool. So I'm going to go ahead and start with that for this week. It's just about, like, a four- or five-minute clip um, to give you an idea of how that interview went. And I believe that this clip kind of starts off with Nick talking, Nick starts off talking in this and um, he just is kind of explaining what it was like as a child, like kind of like being bullied and how kids would always tease him and how it was like hard to be even like in school because I mean, you look around, like he would look around and he would see like that he was different, right? Like, I mean, it's not it's not the same. And he would notice that, and his parents noticed it, and just kind of had a hard time. And um, 
while this clip is loading, I'm just going to go ahead and kind of talk about the other things in the Statesman that you can look for this week. Um, we also have a cold girl winter, which you guys, this, okay, I came up with this headline and I thought it was so funny and clever because the article is about how kind of like the science behind why females are always so cold because I, I came up with this because I was like, I am freezing all the time and I hate it. And like all these guys are always complaining that it's too hot and my fingers are literally numb. And so I was like, there has to be a reason for this. Like, I know I'm not the only girl like me and Bailey, who was on last week, the photo manager, me and her are always so cold in the office. So I was like, why is this? So one of my writers did a story on it and there is a science behind it. There is a reason. And so the headline is funny. If you guys don't get it, it's kind of like a play on words. So um, like in the summer, girls who like uh, want to like look good all summer and get all the boys and be popular and like do all this fun, crazy stuff. It's called having a hot girl summer, like hot as in like you look hot. Um, and so that's like a common phrase that goes around every summer. Like girls will be like, yeah, I'm having a hot girl summer. Like I'm going to go kiss a bunch of boys anyway. Anyway. So I, did a play on words with that and it's cold girl winter and I thought it was so funny and I'm actually I wondered if my managing editor would keep it in because I didn't know if it like was too much or if enough people would understand it but she kept it in so that's definitely in there and we're kind of going to talk about the article next so I'll just kind of rewind and I'll play this um, Nick Vujicic clip for you guys. Yeah, I think every opportunity, um, you know, presents itself, um, but, it, you know, to, to come back or defend yourself, I think I had to go through a season of growing up as well, where I would just react like any other kid would have reacted, either teasing them back or whatever. I also, though, found, though, uh, finding myself in a solace place um, just to get away from everyone was kind of my way of um, dealing with that. Um, telling a teacher didn't help. Um, and I didn't feel like I had the courage, um, nor really the understanding on how to approach this best. And every kid's different. Um, and children are children. So um, I did, though, eventually, I think it would have been in more of a high school level where I felt like I could could come to my bullies and, and talk with them and confront them um, and actually share that it was offensive. Um, and many of them were quite surprised um, that, um, you know, they just feel like they're just teasing me and that's okay and normal. Um, and so I think confronting them later on as an early teenager was really when I found the confidence and self-esteem to say, you know what, I'm not going to let the world say that I'm not good enough. I'll get a second opinion. I know uh, my faith and, and I know that the value of who I am as a human being has nothing to do with what people think of me, nor how I look, nor if I can or cannot do something. Um, and realizing that we all look different, uh, that we all are different, but also irreplaceable. I think that was a culmination of a maturity process that I had to go through before I felt the courage to muster up to even confront them and, and know how to 
really um, approach these things and understand that you won't be friends with everyone. You won't win everyone's hearts over. You're not supposed to be friends with everyone. That's not um, the norm. Uh, but holding on to those who, who do believe in you, who will encourage you and gravitate to those people and, and stay there. Not as just yes people, but people who understand that everyone's different and it's okay. Absolutely. And, you know, one of those things that I think has really helped me gravitate towards you and a lot of people towards your work is your sense of humor. Um, no matter where I, what video I watch or what I read of you, you are always cracking jokes. And the best part is it, it sort of shows that it's okay to like, you know, not be so serious about everything. Of course, we need to be serious and develop and work on ourselves. But, you know, if you take everything a little too to heart that, you know, it sort of ruins the point of a lot of the trials that we have to go through in life. So for you, what has humor been able to do for you specific to your condition and the work that you've done? Look, when people see me for the first time, they um, rarely ever hear of a limbless person, let alone see one and not know exactly what to do once they do lock eyes on me. And so, um, you know, even from a parenting point of view, um, you know, they're a little embarrassed with how their children first react. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that reaction. It's human nature um, when you see something that's extremely different or rare. Um, but at the same time, um, it's to, to, uh, humanize what that looks like to, to remember that I, uh, I am different. Um, and for, uh, the sake of breaking the ice sometimes when, uh, it's a little awkward and people don't know if they're to shake my hand or, or, you know, how do they even say hello? Um, I do. And I did tend a lot to crack a lot of jokes and, try to break the ice and make everyone feel at ease. Uh, many would people say at my expense, I didn't see it as an expense. It was just an opportunity to try and build that bridge quickly uh, for them to understand that, yeah, we, we, although looking very different, we can still connect as two human beings. Um, so that was the clip from Nick Vujicic, and it's actually really cool. I know that when I first listened to it, it's like super inspiring, like just the idea that you embrace your trials, you can break the ice, like you can be funny and surround yourself with those good people who are going to make you feel good because his trial, although I don't know how I would be able to bear that, like that would be such a huge trial. Like we all have those trials, we all have those obstacles, and so even though not all of us are limbless, like these still apply into our own lives with our own struggles and challenges. Surround yourself with good people, like embrace it, like do what you can with what you have and be funny. You don't have to take everything so seriously all the time. And so I just really loved that. And then another clip that I had since I didn't have a guest this week, um, I talked to my mom and I kind of do an introduction in the video, so I won't bore you with repeating it but um me and her are always cold all of the time and so this kind of correlates to the cold girl winter article so i'll go ahead and play that okay cool so we'll just go ahead and get started um so i have my mom on this zoom meeting today it's kind of funny that we're on zoom but uh, she agreed to do this for my new show um, so i asked her to kind of do this meeting and have this discussion with me because we are both freezing all the time. And originally I was like, 
it's because, you know, my mom is just weird and she gave me this very unfortunate gene where I'm cold all of the time. Um, and I'm actually curious to know, mom, when did you start feeling like you were cold all the time? Like, cause I've always noticed it, but like, were you like this when you were younger too? Uh, yes. Unfortunately, I'm super sorry that I passed this along to you and I have felt the same way since I was in my teenage years, probably just super cold all the time. Um, especially my hands and my feet. So always wearing blankets, even when I was younger and fuzzy socks and hoodies, uh, to stay warm, especially in the winter. Yeah, I have to sleep in my socks. My feet and hands are always cold too. I need. I actually should start wearing gloves, like walking to school, because my hands always get freaking freezing. But um, so you've always had it too. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we're always cold? Well, I do think that initially, when you were asking me about this topic, I was like, I don't get it. How come? you know, girls seem to be always more cold than men. And I found that to be true uh, with my husband. He is like always radiating heat. And I am always like putting my freezing cold hands on him or uh, snuggling my feet up next to him to get warm. And I'm like, why is that? I don't get this. Um, Women have more body fat on them. And so you would think that because of the fat, it would keep you warmer, but we always end up in like thermostat fights where he's turning the thermostat way down and I'm freezing to death. And then I'll walk by, change it, turn it up. And then it's back and forth with the thermostat in our home. So, um, it's always been like that where my husband has been super warm all the time and I'm cold and I've never understood why that is the case. Um, and then I was reading up on it a little bit and I guess men have higher metabolic rates than women. So it's a fact that women are colder creatures and human beings than men. So because of their metabolic rate and because they have more muscle mass, their metabolic rate, they burn more calories than women. And so that metabolic rate increases the energy in their body, which produces heat. So that energy produces heat, which creates their, even though body temperature can be the same, it keeps them warmer because of the energy and their metabolic rate. So interesting fact. I did not know that. So that makes sense to me a little more why. And then we have this back and forth thermostat (laughs) up and down, up and down, up and down. So yeah, that is funny. The thermostat fight kind of reminds me of like movies, like even in daddy's home too, like all the dads are like, fighting the thermostat with one of the stepdaughters and it's so funny so that's good to know um so knowing this now what are kind of some steps and things that you do to stay warm because for me I always like know that I'm going to be cold 
for some reason, I won't dress warm sometimes still. I mean, I wear socks to bed and that keeps my feet warm. Um, but I just, most of the time I just suffer. So what are some tips do you think that us girls can do so that we don't suffer? <laughs> well, if you're willing to make some pricey investments, <laughs> that which is some things I have done, which have helped a lot, but one easy thing that doesn't cost um, money is I take a hot bath every single night. So, because usually every every day I get home from work and it doesn't matter what I have on. If I've had on really warm shoes or sweatshirts, warm clothes during the day, my feet are always freezing cold when I take my shoes off when I get home from work and same with my hands. So I always take a hot bath before I get into bed because it like warms my bones I feel like taking a hot bath so I do that sit in these really cool heated vests so they're battery operated and you just use a USB charger to charge the battery and it just fits in the pocket of my vest and I sit at my desk at work and put my heated vest on and while my coworker, his desk is behind me, it's a male and he's always hot. I'm always freezing. And so he has his fan blowing on him while I sit at my desk with my heated vest. on. <laughs> so one thing with that, uh, you can do, but they are about a hundred dollars. So if you're willing to put the money in for a heated vest while you're sitting at your desk. So you're not miserable. That's been good. And then the vehicle that I drive also has, um, a heated steering wheel and heated seats. So I always turn on my heated steering wheel and heated seats on my commute to work. And then I've also invested in battery operated heated gloves so that I can enjoy skiing because there's been times of skiing where I literally have been in tears because my fingertips feel like they're going to fall off. <laughs> so that's usually the steps that I take and always a cup of hot chocolate um, helps too, even to put my hands around and just hold the cup. Yeah, that's actually really smart. One thing that I've learned to do is even when I'm just like washing my hands or doing the dishes, do like you kind of told me, I have to have the hot, hot water on. If my hands, if I like wash my hands in cold water, my hands will be cold all day. It's yes. Horrible. Yes, it is horrible. That's how I am. Like it's a trigger. Like I mentioned the hot baths. If I let my feet touch the cold tile after my bath, or if I touch a cold countertop after my bath, I will be cold in bed for the rest of the night. So I'm really careful about making sure my feet don't touch the tile. I'm on rugs. And then, yeah, I have been known to run my hands under hot water three or four times during the day while I'm at work. I'll just go to the bathroom and run my hands under hot water to warm them up. It sucks. <laughs> it does suck. But I think it's very funny because for all you guys listening, she says all of this stuff. But um, every time I sleep over 
when I go home and sleep at her house, I freeze to death overnight. Like I won't get out of bed because it's so cold in the morning because they have the temperature at freezing temperatures and I have to like wear five layers in the night to stay warm. Yikes. That's probably the thermostat war going on. And uh, my husband wins. Our house is cold at night. So bundle up and use your minky. Yeah, maybe I'll hopefully when I get married, my husband will just like the house more. (laughs) Mm, I doubt it because it's (laughs) it's like facts here that we're learning about that women run warmer than or run colder than men. Yep, it's very true. I've definitely seen that here. Very accurate, I believe it. Well, thank you so much for giving us some tips and sharing some of your experiences. I appreciate you talking about it. You bet. Good luck out there, ladies, and cold Logan. All right. So that was a fun conversation to have just because I know that me and my mom totally relate on that issue. And everyone, like I always say that I hate the cold and people will always be like, well, why the heck did you choose to go to school in Logan? So hopefully I'll get a job like where my career is somewhere warm so that I can stay warm. (laughs) Um, So just really briefly on Logan news, I know that Dutch Bros opened super recently and that that kind of like caused some questioning just kind of like with the traffic because on opening day for Dutch Bros the line was like down Main Street and they had to have a cop like directing traffic and so it kind of raised some traffic concerns and so I went to Dutch Bros and I interviewed some employees and some customers and they none of them are really worried about it they're like it's really not an issue Um, Like it can get busy, yeah, but it's not busy enough to where it's blocking traffic and it will slowly decrease and spread out throughout the day. So no one seems to be really worried about it that I talk to. Um, I know that In-N-Out is another concern now that that's opening up um, soon. Not exactly sure what day, actually. I should probably figure that out. But um, some people that I talked to were like, it's not going to be an issue because it's a lot bigger. They have a lot more space. But other people, like I know that this guy in my broadcast journalism class, he's like, no, I guarantee it's going to be an issue. So I guess that's something to look forward to. I, well, I guess not look forward to, but find out in the future. Um, yeah, so we'll just see. And last but not least, headliners. <laughs> Okay, so I'll just go through these really briefly. Um, The first one is, quote, A Tongan man says he swam for more than 24 hours after a tsunami swept him out to sea, end quote. So, um, yeah, this guy is 57 years old. It kind of talks about how he was painting his house and then all of a sudden, you know, heard yelling like tsunami, tsunami, and he climbed up a tree but um, was still kind of swept out, but knew where to swim to. I guess he was, like, swimming to this other island, I think, and just kept swimming and swimming. And he says that he finally, like, reached a shore, like, 26 hours after the wave had first swept him out. And it was, like, 9 o'clock at night, and he says he remembers, like, crawling from the beach to 
the end of a public road to find things to help him walk, to use as a walking stick, and a passing driver found him. And, you know, after some questioning, finally helped him find his way back home and back with his family. So, super interesting. I mean, I don't know how big the tsunami was. It doesn't really mention that in the article, but kind of super nuts. And then the next one is, quote, West Virginia reporter hit by car while on air continues reporting, end quote. So, this one is super interesting because this one is, like, I mean, like, made the news here. Um, And it's being talked about like crazy because this news station or whatever, like you see in the video, she gets hit by a car and she jumps, she jumps up like right away. And she's like, oh my goodness, like I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay. Let's keep going. And like continues reporting. And um, the lady is like, oh my gosh, you can, she's like, I'm good. I'm good. Like I got to report. And so she keeps going. And so I think that, um, a girl brought this up in my newscast class and brought up this story because, um, I mean, it's not super common for reporters to get hit by cars, but it like this, the news station is kind of under fire right now because they like made her come into work next day, gave her another story to do the next day. And um, I mean, I don't know how fast the car was going or how bad the injury was, but it's kind of like give the girl a day off. Like she got hit by a car and continued reporting like kind of nuts. So I don't know what exactly will happen there. Um, I do know that I want to be a reporter coming out of college. So hopefully I don't get hit by a car because that would be very unfortunate and would probably hurt very badly. So hopefully she's okay. She's not super injured or anything. Like she was able to go into work the next day, but I mean, no one wants to be hit by a car. So that is unfortunate. Um, But anyway, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening, guys.